Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast, the podcast focused on helping civil engineering professionals succeed by exposing them to interesting civil engineering projects and successful civil engineering professionals around the world. Hosts Anthony Fasano and Christian Knudsen had successful but unconventional civil engineering careers and now focus on helping civil engineering professionals achieve their goals in work and life. Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast specifically for civil engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. Interesting topic today. We had LinkedIn last time because that's obviously important to branding yourself and helping you build your name and your company's name. Today's episode, I interviewed Alexi Lambert, who has a leadership and management experience in the civil engineering world as a U.S. Naval officer. But she's transitioned into doing business development consulting for civil engineering companies, which is interesting because I think that this is one of the avenues, and we talk about this in the interview you're about to hear, this is an avenue where even if you're a young civil engineer, you can use the information in this episode to catapult yourself. Because if you talk about this kind of information with your superiors, they're going to be like, how do you know anything about business development and marketing to this level? And if you're a seasoned engineer, a BD person, or a civil engineer who owns your own firm, then obviously you'll be able to really benefit from this information and put it into use hopefully immediately. We dive into some of the challenges around marketing a civil engineering company online. We talk about some of the things civil engineering firms are doing wrong and some of the things they're doing right and get some kind of career advice from Alexi towards the end of the episode. So enjoy this episode. I certainly did. I think that this is a huge a huge avenue that still has to be uncovered with civil engineering companies marketing better online. I gave you some examples in the interview, some company websites you can look at. And again, use this episode to catapult yourself. So before we jump into this interview with Alexi, I do want to recognize our sponsor for the show, PPI. If you're thinking about taking the civil FE or PE exam, I highly recommend that you check out PPI. They are the leader in civil engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use the promo code CIVIL at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code CIVIL for a 20% discount. I also want to mention that we do run a community for engineers online called The Engineering Mastermind. It's at theengineeringmastermind.com. And the idea is you can only listen to these podcasts, right? You can't ask us questions. You can't talk to us about them or tell us how you utilize them. So the community is an online forum where you can express these thoughts, challenges, goals, et cetera. You can ask questions. You can talk to other engineers. You can ask Chris and I questions about your career. It also allows you to participate in webinars that we do pretty much every month where we have a specific topic or we have an open coaching call. And it's a whole nother dimension to your career. And it also supports us for this podcast so we can keep the podcast going. So please check out theengineeringmastermind.com. All right, let's jump into today's civil engineering conversation. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. 
All right, now it's time for this week's civil engineering conversation where we typically talk with a civil engineering professional on on something related to civil engineering, all different kinds, whether it's technical, sometimes we go technical, most of the time we go career related. Today we have a very interesting topic which we'll talk about is business development, but really from kind of the content, marketing, uh, web kind of side of things. Uh, My guest for today is Alexi Lambert, who is a civil engineer who's now doing business development consulting. Just to give you a little bit of a more of a formal intro, Alexi is currently a business development consultant at Accelimark. She managed $18.4 million in civil engineering construction projects, up to 33 projects simultaneously. She's ranked number one ensign of Naval Facilities Engineering Command Southwest for 2015 evaluation and received the best CB award out of battalion over field training exercise mission. She also received the Global War on Terrorism Medal. Alexi is the battalion commander at the Officer Candidate School for the United States Navy and received an engineering training certification after passing the Civil Engineering Fundamentals Exam in Florida. She's a member of the U.S. Navy Women's Leadership Network, American Society of Engineers, and Engineers Without Borders. She's a proven leader and performer with a track record of consistent success who thrives in a collaborative and dynamic environment. Alexi, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's so good to be here. I appreciate you having me on the show. And I want to start just by saying thank you for your service in the in the military. I appreciate that. Absolutely. My pleasure. So we've got an interesting topic here we're going to talk about today, business development. We're going to talk a little bit about content marketing, some of the mistakes engineering firms make. And I just want to preface this for those listeners out there. I know some of you might be in the technical stages of your career and you might be thinking that this kind of information is for your managers or for people doing business development or for partners. But I think that this is an amazing avenue for you to learn about these types of issues, challenges, opportunities in marketing for your firm and then being able to bring them to the table and do them yourself or start initiatives in your company, especially if you're in a small firm. And this gives you an amazing path to promotion and a path for advancing because you're going to become not just doing the technical stuff now, but now you're going to start to learn on how to not just bring in work conventionally, because we've talked about that on other episodes, but you know, you have more of an online knowledge and presence and Alexi's going to help us do that. Alexi, tell us about how you decided to make a transition from doing civil engineering to helping civil engineering companies. Well, I, I absolutely love this question. So as you know, I was very involved in civil engineering, and I absolutely loved it. As I was transitioning out of the military, faced with the question of, okay, what's next? What engineering firm do I go work for? My parents are marketers, inbound marketers, and I'd have many conversations with them of them trying to relate to me on how marketing is also very much a science. So we'd have many conversations of trying to relate kind of our industries together. And it was absolutely fascinating to me of how, wow, oh my goodness, marketing and sales is also so much of a science. It's absolutely a beautiful mixture of science and art and creativity. And I became very fascinated in that. And more than that, I was fascinated in how inbound marketing and marketing in general is just all focused towards making businesses grow. And I'm more about viewing businesses as people at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, what is a business? We're all, we're all humans at the end of the day. We're all people. We go home to our families. We go home to our dogs and our cats, and we have children, and 
you never know who you're affecting at the end of the day when, you know, you're helping a business grow. I mean, that could be another meal on the table. That could be concert that you just got your, let your daughter go see, or that just got your daughter a puppy, or you just never know how that family just affected another family or how that's affecting another organization. At the end of the day, we're all people and people affect other people and, and how we live our daily lives. And so I genuinely care on making businesses grow because I love affecting America. I love affecting the world. I love affecting just our quality of lives. So I was absolutely fascinating, fascinated and the mixture of art and science of marketing and sales and inbound marketing and the mixture of all of that. So I thought, well, you know, <laughs> there's definitely some ways in the engineering industry that could definitely adopt some of these practices yeah. that we're kind of lagging in. And all these other industries are catching on to it, but we're not practicing this at all. And if we have practices, my life would have been 10 times easier when I was managing all these projects or we would have saved so much money or time on the contracts or this would have gone way more efficient, efficiently, especially on the government contracts and stuff. And so I'm like, man, maybe we're just not aware. I don't know. But I just felt like I just wanted it to be a purpose and to make more awareness to the civil engineering and engineering overall firms to be like, adopt this, you know, start learning this because you can make your business grow because the ways, the old ways of marketing, that's gone, you know, the world has changed on how we market. It's, It's now in the buyer's hands. It's not in the seller's hands anymore. And people are thirsty for the information. So that's kind of how I transitioned over to that. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like you're obviously passionate about what you do. And I think having the civil engineering perspective of being in the trenches and managing the projects is probably really, really helpful for you because you know what the engineers are thinking. So along those lines, let's start by talking a little bit about research. What are some of the tools that engineers use for primary research for their jobs? Well, engineering.com actually did some incredible research and um, some surveys off of hundreds and hundreds of engineers and company and firms to get this information. But actually the top three sources where engineers are finding their information for their jobs is through supplier websites, search engines like Google and trade publications, um, which is print and online. But the majority of the sources, they came up with 12 different sources and almost all 12 of them are all online. But we don't find a lot of the engineering firms putting emphasis online or providing the information online. So there's this huge gap there that's kind of astonishing where the engineers are fine trying to find the information, but it's just not there. Hmm, that's interesting. So tell us about some of the mistakes that engineering firms make when they're trying to market themselves online. So I'll start off with the number one reason why, and there's been a couple of stats that have come out with this, but the number one reason why online efforts end up failing for industries across the board is because there was not enough of an online effective marketing strategy. And I view in a market marketing strategy as a blueprint, like a blueprint of a house. The way that we view inbound marketing and marketing overall is we really do view it as a blueprint. It's not the silos anymore of just email marketing or SEO or social media. It's all components that make up this blueprint of this house. Yes, we include it all, but it really just depends on the client. And so not coming up with 
an effective marketing strategy and a plan and a way to execute and implement things and integrate everything is one of the ways that people in industries and specifically engineering industries have failed in their online marketing strategies. We also found that Excelmark was hired by one of these a large engineering firm to do a competitive analysis. So we found through our own information that actually 60% of engineering firms, civil engineering firms, are not writing or posting blog articles. Over 70% of the websites are not optimized for mobile devices, which as we know now, in April last year, Google came out and said, if you're not optimized for mobile devices, then you're not pretty much going to be found on SEO. And lead generation is one of engineering firms' top challenges. So that kind of makes it hard for them. Right. So Alexi, just so I can clarify for those that don't understand what that means is uh, responsive, meaning like if your website is not able to be easily viewable on a phone, on a cell phone or on a tablet device, then Google's going to lower your ranking so that when someone searches for something, your website most likely is not going to come up because Google doesn't think you're giving them a good enough experience, basically correct part of the experience. So that's probably an important thing that I think a lot of engineering companies have old websites that were never updated. And again, these are tips that if you take this information to your marketing department, to your business development department, and maybe even help them with it, you're going to get some points in your career and some opportunities for sure. Absolutely. I mean, if these are tips that your marketing department would absolutely love to hear because, I mean, their top challenges are lead generation. SEO, I mean, if you're not showing up for Google, it's going to be hard to have lead generation. So we talked about some of these challenges that they have, but talk about challenges specifically around content marketing, because you said 60% of, I think, of engineering companies don't do blog posts. And if they wanted to start a blog, or if we have a civil engineer listening who might want to go to his or her company and say, I'd like to start blogging for the company, how can they create content? What can they come up with? Maybe give us some tips. Yes, I think the engineering industry is just has an instrument, like an incredible amount of information to blog about because it's such an educational industry that there's such a wide variety of information to be able to blog, blog about. And the more educational the content, the more there is to blog about and the more that people are searching for. And especially since engineering companies haven't been blogging as much there's obviously a high demand of engineers searching for this content. You just have to find out what it is. And there's different tools out there that you can be able to use, like marketing automation software such as HubSpot that helps you find out what it is exactly that people are searching for, what it is that they're trying to find. It's called lead nurturing as well, along the different stages of their buying cycle. You find out what they're trying to search for and you blog about it or you push that content out there through different platforms such as social media, press releases, which I will say engineering firms do do a lot of press releases, but you put that out there at those different parts towards those people and you target them. But I will say for the content, that is the number one challenge for the marketing. But what engineering marketers have to do is to identify and create and publish the most valuable content that will drive the traffic to their website. And it's not a one and done thing. This thing is a never ending thing, unfortunately. It has to be consistently published and it has to be optimized for mobile users. And once that traffic comes to their website, they need to have an effective process for converting that traffic to their leads. So they have to have content on their website that will convert their leads. 
and qualify their leads into the sales opportunities through the lead nurturing process. And this is where the marketing and sales departments kind of meet because they're, it's becoming in this day and age where lead sales and marketing is no longer two separate entities, but it's more of an integrated process. Now people are kind of calling it smarketing. So it's more of an integrated form of operating within the civil engineering firm. Hmm. LinkedIn is a great way of putting out content and finding what people are wanting to learn about. There's different apps and products called BuzzSumo. You find out what is most shared, what, what topics people are mo- most looking for. Twitter, find out what they're hashtagging. And it's, it's different apps like that. You almost have to find through the different social medias, find out the different technologies that people are using. Google Alerts, and you have to use those different resources. And, and then there's this whole thing called buyer personas. I'm not sure if, if you're aware of buyer personas, but I'm not familiar with it. what our company typically likes to do, once we have a client, we like to interview about six or seven our clients' customers who have already bought from them. We ask if, you know, hey, give us a couple of your customers that are okay with us interviewing them because we like to ask them questions what even brought them to the point of calling you? Because 85% of the people are made up with their mind and have done all their research before even picking up the phone to talk to a salesperson. So they're not even needing to talk to you basically at that point to make the sale. So we're asking, what was it exactly that you were searching for in the beginning? And what was it that triggered you to go to the next step? What nurtured you through this process? And we find this out from their existing customers so that we find the commonalities and push out content for those types of problems. And so we find those buyers and push it out towards them. So, because if we find the perfect buyer and we ask those questions to them and then we push out that content to them, you're likely to get more of your perfect buyers, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense doing, that's really good market research, talking to the clients and seeing what they want and building around that. One of the things that I'll do is just, because I think it's good to see an example of things. We had Will Schneer on our podcast back early on, episode number 13. He talked a little bit about business development and uh, building a business. He's the CEO of Big Red Dog Engineering Consulting. And their website bigreddog.com. They have an awesome blog. And if you want to look at their blog just for ideas, you can, I mean, they blog about their projects. They blog about, they do staff spotlights. They blog about, I mean, you can sort by different towns they're in with different projects. I mean, it's really, really good use of a blog and and social media. And it's always good to have a good example. So I figured I'd I'd give them a little plug because Will's been a real friend of the podcast. But absolutely, I think interviewing customers, asking them what they like, what they look for, I mean, these are all things that could be helpful for you. I think one good thing that you can write about, which also help you to boost your expertise, is guidelines and, and regulations in your field. I mean, if you're doing absolutely. wetlands delineation and they come up with a new rule of guidelines in your area, you should be writing an article about it and sharing it with your clients on your website. Yes, and that's exactly what I was going to go into because it doesn't just have to be blogs. You can have white papers and eBooks and how to's and lessons learned. Lessons learned would be so huge for construction projects and civil engineering firms, especially for construction managers searching for the lessons learned. I remember when I was back doing constructability reviews and a constructability review would come across my desk and be like, all right, can you, as a writing the scope of work, like, can you tell us what would be messed up as we're writing this? And it's like, if I hadn't done this type of project before, 
and I search online, if, if another civil engineering company had written like lessons learned of a trenching project doing this or safety rules of a scaffolding project doing this, um, I mean, I would absolutely want to work with that civil engineering firm any day. And if they had bid for that solicitation, I would I would absolutely tell the contracting officer, you know, hey, keep an eye out for that engineering firm. I mean, it makes a difference. And product demos, videos of how-tos to install something. I mean, there's so much content out there. Product comparison guides. There's still a lot of content out there. So it doesn't just have to be blogs. Right. You can do it can go according to your projects and, and everything and case studies. So Alexi, what, what are some of the, I mean, obviously when you create content, it does take time. So you're trading a little bit of time for this content in hopes that it'll be helpful long-term. What are some of the metrics that marketers for engineering term uh, firms are typically measured on with this content development? The top one would be lead generation. They are definitely measured on leads. The um, 53% would be leads. Then it would be traffic to your site, so about same thing, and then generating sales pipeline. Those are the top three things that engineering marketers are measured on, which is all tied into the inbound marketing, which is what we've been talking about and the methodology that ties these all together. And so that kind of goes into everything we've been saying is, you know, if lead generation is the top thing and generating sales pipeline that we're talking about, that, that is, you know, SEO putting, drawing in people to your site, basically. You can't kind of just sit back anymore and just hope that they come to you anymore. Those, those days are kind of gone. A website isn't good enough anymore. And not having a mobile-friendly site isn't good enough anymore. It's just you kind of have to stay up to date with it. So, And generating the sales pipeline, that's, that's lead nurturing, right? which we just talked about. So, Obviously, it all comes down to how many leads you get and how much business you bring in. But I think also, if you listen to what Alexi's been talking about, I mean, there's still a huge opportunity for engineering firms, especially in the CE field, to blog and become an authority or you know have one of the best blogs out there in the industry. And I think over time, obviously, more and more companies are going to blog and get better at social media. So if you get in on it now, you're going to become more or less one of the leaders in doing that because it's still young enough for you to be able to do that. Alexi, how about... If any of the inbound marketing softwares or automation softwares, is there any that you believe that civil engineers should be taking advantage of now, you know, more than ever? Oh, for the softwares? Yeah. I will. I have to give a shout out, yes, to my favorite one. I My favorite one, I mean, it is our partner, but it is because our favorite is HubSpot. They do a remarkable job. They're a marketing software automation system, but they tie everything together from pre-sales to sales, to marketing, post-sales, to your entire website. So you control all your website pages, all your landing pages, or everything on the product and design side, all your code. And then you do all your marketing, so all your content, and all, and it integrates all your social media platforms onto one place. And then you have all your sales and, like, you know, your calls that you're doing, whether you want it to be cold or cold calls or, you know, inbound calls however you want it to be, it, it brings it all into one place, which it can be very overwhelming. If you're trying, if you're a salesperson, an engineering firm, it can be very overwhelming trying to like piece it all together. Or if you're just a marketer in an engineering firm, it can be overwhelming to trying to have all these different silos and keep them, have all these different logins to these different right. programs, but you can have it all into one place. It, it gives you reports on it. it. It's absolutely seamless. And I love it. 
and it's been the most effective one that we've been able to consistently use and it proves itself every time and our clients have always used loving it or loved using it so I would say that would be the number one tool that we've loved using. BuzzSumo I love using for content creation for topics. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is great for targeting the type of people that you want to be talking to and reaching out to. That one's a really great tool. So HubSpot too, just so you're, just for the listeners, I've used it myself too, and it's a really easy program to use for sales, marketing. You may be just getting into business development as an engineer and you want to try to track some of the leads or some of the proposals or clients you're chasing. You can use this HubSpot and it really keeps a very clear history of every time you've contacted someone. You can actually set it up so you can email them through HubSpot. It's a really, really easy resource to use. Or if you're a small business owner, which I know many of our listeners are, and it's hard for you to track and keep track of everything you're doing with all these leads, again, HubSpot's a very easy, very inexpensive solution to do that. So definitely check that out. A couple more questions here for Alexi. Alexi, I know that we're not trying to make this like an SEO podcast because that's not what engineers are listening to. But if they are blogging and they start a blog, what are maybe a couple of recommendations you can give them to try to rank some of their articles up high on Google? Well, I would say that Google SEO has three components that it's ranked on for Google. And one of them, the first one is the volume and the quality of the content that you're publishing on an ongoing basis. So not only just the volume and the, the amount of blogs you're doing, but the quality of it, and it has to be ongoing. So constantly doing it, say one to two blogs a week or publishing an ebook or white paper or your product demo or a video or something. The second one would be quality and volume of the links of other websites and social media linking to your website. So whether you do put out a blog or some information and other sites are linking to you to bring you back to your website. So basically people vouching for you that, hey, this site's great. You know, they know what they're doing. And the third one is how your website is coded. And this one's huge because this is when website mobile friendly comes in is can you view your website on a mobile device. So if that third one is not, that's when it gets hit hard with SEO. So I would say for beginning engineers, even just wanting to make their their mark in their company and they're wanting to bring this up to their marketers and become the expert. I mean, if it was if it was me and I'm working on a project, whatever it is that I'm doing on that project, whatever I was the specialty person at, I would write something about it afterwards. I would be writing whatever the lesson learned was or the best habit of it was or the product information on it was, but I would be getting the content for my marketing team. I may not be perfect because at first I, I had been a little rusty with my writing at first. You know, engineering people may not like writing, but that's what the market, the marketing team can spruce it up for you a little bit. But I mean, I would be writing what I know. And that's giving them quality material. All of a sudden, you're an expert to these people. You are valuable to them. And they will be coming to you for more knowledge, and you are seen to them. And so I think that's how you be, present yourself more valuable to your company as well. And you're making that effort for your, for your company and making them grow. All right. So that was some really interesting advice on business development and marketing. And this is information that I believe you can take as a civil engineer, regardless of what level you're at. If you're a business owner, you can obviously use it to generate business. If you're a partner, 
BD person. It's going to help you to generate leads in business. If you're an engineer up and coming, it's going to give you an avenue to differentiate yourself from other engineers, younger engineers that don't know anything about this or aren't doing anything or their companies aren't doing anything and, and you can inject it into your company. So this is really great advice. And I'm going to keep Alexi on here for a minute. I'm going to ask her one more question to close it up, a civil engineering question. Before I do that, though, I just want to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FE or PE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their civil FE and PE review courses. It's why I feel so confident in recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code CIVIL at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code CIVIL for a 20% discount. All right, Alexi, so you gave us some great input on business development, marketing for CE companies. I want to ask you one question related to civil engineering career. Since you spent some time as a civil engineer, you have quite a lot of experience and you manage a lot of projects. And the question that I have for you is, if you got into an elevator with a younger civil engineer and you had about 30 seconds to give them a couple of pointers on their career, uh, career advice in a short period of time, what advice would you give? Oh, man, I would tell them, to find a mentor for one thing, find someone that you really look up to and has made made a career for themselves and connect with them and really have look up to them and get advice from them on what's your next career move, where should you move up, what position should you be doing, what type of project should you be taking. So you have somebody more than yourself and somebody more knowledgeable from, from you that's been there and done that to be able to help guide you through your career. And I would also say, take the go for the huge opportunities. You know, it might be scary to take on a huge mil, like millions of dollars of projects, and it may be scary, but you know, it's awarding and it's amazing and it's exciting to be part of something bigger than yourself, and you're making innovation and growing, and it's and it's wonderful. And so I would say, go for the big stuff and, and don't look back and keep going at it. So that's what I would say. Awesome. Again, Alexi, thank you for joining us. Where's the best place for our listeners to be able to connect with you? Best place to connect with me would be on LinkedIn. My name is Alexi Lambert, and my company website is excelamark.com. So you can find me on those two places. All right. So hope you enjoyed this. I hope you could take some of this information and give yourself a little bit of an advantage in your career now and have some of these marketing business development skills, regardless of what level at civil engineer you are. And we'll keep information like this coming. And until next week, I wish you all the best in your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com, where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 